Hi, this is Christian Kuhn of Urban Village Church in Chicago. Welcome back to my sermon podcast. We are ending our sermon series called Inside and Out when we think about or reflecting on how we are called to grow both internally and externally in our faith lives. And so today I'm going to be reading from the Gospel of Matthew. We've been looking at a lot of parables during this shortened sermon series, and so we'll end with this uh, fairly um, popular parable too. So this is from Matthew 13. I'm going to read verses 1 through 8 and then 1 through through 9, rather, and then uh, jump to verse 18 and finish up through verse 23. So here are these words from Matthew. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. Such great crowds gathered around him, and he got into a boat and sat there, while the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many par- things in parables, saying, Listen, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell on the path, and the birds came and ate them up. Other seeds fell on rocky ground, where they did not have much soil, and they sprang up quickly since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and brought forth grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Let anyone with ears listen. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what is sown in the heart. This is what was sown on the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet such a person has no root, but endures only for a while. And when trouble or persecution arises on account of the word, that person immediately falls away. As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the lure of wealth choke the word, and it yields nothing. But as for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and in another thirty. The word of God for the people of God. I think I may have told this story before in a sermon. One of the first years at Urban Village, I was feeling particularly evangelistic, and as we were approaching Halloween, I had a great idea. We live in an area here in the South Loop in Chicago that's very popular among trick-or-treaters. It's not unusual to get at least 500 kids who come by. So this particular year, I was thinking to myself, what a great opportunity to let families in the area know about Urban Village Church. So this was back in the days we had these nice, uh, glossy Urban Village business cards that had our website on them, but also our worship times, addresses, so on and so forth. So my plan was to stealthily put in a piece of candy and one of these cards into a child's bag. I thought that Uh, A parent would see the card, admire the ingenuity of putting this card in the bag, and immediately run to to their computer to check us out. What happened instead is that I forgot that kids almost always look in their bags to see what kind of candy they're getting. So as I was putting a fun-size Snickers into their bag with the card, 
the child looked into the bag and thought I was pulling a fast one on them. They thought I was only putting in the card. And so more than once, one of them would say, what's this? And I would say to them, I put candy in there too. But they gave me a look that said, if only I had some eggs to throw at this house. After a few more, what's this comments, I bailed on that evangelism idea. I think we can safely say that I was sowing seeds uh, along the path on rocky ground, whatever metaphor you want to use from this parable. Uh, That's where I was sowing seeds on this particular night. Well, I mentioned earlier, we're coming to the, we're at the end of our sermon series, uh, exploring the need to grow in our faith uh, internally with the hope that this also helps us grow externally, both as individuals and as the church. We use Jesus as our model, of course, and we see one who stressed the importance of both internal and external growth. Last week, we talked about how even faith as small as a mustard seed or leaven has the potential for God-instigated growth. So we're continuing with the seed theme this week with an emphasis on the need for seeds to be sown. So a quick review again of what parables are. My Bible dictionary defines a parable simply as very short stories with a double meaning. Parables can come in all shapes and sizes, but there's often an undercurrent of mystery to them. People who heard these parables, both in Jesus' day and who hear them today on our own, have to wrestle with them, and their meaning isn't always clear. It wasn't unusual for the disciples to not understand what Jesus was talking about, and that's often the case for us today. We see this very vividly, Jesus feeling he has to unpack this parable for those who are hearing, or those who are listening to what he was saying. So as we look at this parable of the sower, and if you ever look in a Bible, sometimes your Bible might have a heading Uh, over a a section of verses that kind of let you know this is what the next next little section is about. So, of course, these are editors, common uh, or um, modern-day editors who are putting these little headers in there. And it's interesting, if you look at various headings, some say this is the parable of the sower. Some talk about this is the soil. Some say this is about a harvest. So, Already we're seeing there are different ways of looking at this parable. So one way is to focus on the soil. If one believes that Jesus is the sower in this parable, maybe you were taught to compare the types of soil with our own faith lives. Don't let your hearts be rocky. Don't be somebody who just hears the word and immediately receives it with joy, but having no root. Don't be a person who has thorny hearts so that you hear the word, but the cares of the world and wealth choke the word and yield nothing. Don't be like one of those people. Instead, let your hearts be good soil so that the word would be planted in your lives and hearts, and then you would produce a great harvest. That's a perfectly good way to look at this parable. But I want to focus instead on the sower and the farmer. For those of you who have read my book, you know I I highlight this in my uh, book, Failing Boldly. It's become one of my favorite parables, partially because 
when we take a good look at this person, the sower, the farmer, we realize that actually he's not that great of a farmer. This is kind of a failed farmer, which is why I included it in my book. Because wouldn't it make more sense for the farmer to carefully look for good soil first? I mean, why waste your time in in sowing the seed on a path or among thorns? If this sower had sower colleagues, I'm sure they must have snickered at him. But let us take a moment and admire instead this sower's reckless confidence. Maybe he wasn't as bad a farmer as we think. We can't fully intuit his planting intentions, but it seems to me that he could have played it safe and only made sure that he planted in good soil. He had to know that sowing on a path or on rocky ground didn't make much sense, right? But he took a chance. And in the process, he, quote unquote, wasted a few seeds just in case. Have you ever had an experience growing up or been around someone who just didn't like to waste and they may have said to you, oh, don't waste, that's so wasteful for you to do that. We see uh, in our society today those who are concerned about waste, and rightfully so. And sometimes we produce really more than necessary. And so maybe you know somebody who only wants to produce or use or whatever just enough. Uh, A couple weeks ago was my first experience at River Forest United Methodist Church's Chili Supper. And so this is an annual thing they do to raise money for uh, nonprofits in the area. And one thing that they always do is to, to make more than necessary. They get a sense of how many people are going to come, but they make more than, than they need to. And so at first someone might say, well, why, why would do that? Well, they make it because they also serve dinner uh, to uh, once a month for people experiencing homelessness through uh, an organization in the near western suburbs here in Chicago. And not only that, not only do they produce more so that more can be fed, but also one of the cooks in the kitchen told me that it's When it sits for a while, like a day or two and reheated, that's when it's really good. So I loved this uh, image of producing, making more than necessary because it is actually going to be helpful and it's even going to taste better. There's something to be said for sowing seed, for wasting, for doing more than necessary. There's something to be said for doing that in places where others say it won't work. And then for taking that to heart as we think about places in our communities where we think people won't receive the gospel. If we think about this farmer and if we think it's prudent for the farmer to only go to just the right place and then begin to sow the seeds, that's one way to do it. And I suppose if sometimes we need to think about how we're using our resources. But I also like the fact that people might see this sower is not that great a farmer and he is sowing seeds all over the place. Perhaps wondering and knowing, I don't know exactly where this is going to land. And yes, maybe the good majority of them, it's going to be a waste. But there might be somebody who hears the word, who hears this seed or gets a sense of this seed or the seed is implanted in their lives and their life begins to change and this begins to take root. I want to read a fairly long quote from a um, theologian and actually the president at Austin, Austin Presbyterian Theological Seminary, a man named Theodore Wardlaw, who I think does a really good job of encapsulating why the sower did this and perhaps what Jesus is trying to say 
when he tells this parable. So Dr. Wardlaw says this, why does the sower do this? Maybe he does so in order to remind us that the gospel might be bigger than good business principles, bigger than just good soil. Since this is a parable, we may want to entertain the possibility that this sower throws seed just anywhere in order to suggest that anywhere is, in the final analysis, the arena of God's care and redemptive activity. The sower throws seed not only on good soil, but also amid the rocky, barren, broken places in order to suggest that God's vision for the world is itself often apprehended in strange and broken places. This parable is not so much about good soil as it is about a good sower. This sower is not so cautious and strategic as to throw the seed in only those places where the chances for growth are best. No, this sower is a high-risk sower, relentless and indiscriminately throwing seed on all soil as if it were all potentially good soil, which leaves us to wonder if there is any place or circumstance in which God's seed cannot sprout and take root. End quote. As we build our own lives, our own internal faith, as we think about how can we grow our faith through prayer and reflection and meditation and Bible study and worship and, and all of these things, our hope is that your, your lives, your hearts are beginning to be transformed so that you realize, you know what, I have a few seeds to throw. I have a few seeds to put out there. The, the, the challenging thing is, actually sowing the seeds in the first place. The text here doesn't tell us, or Jesus doesn't say in this parable whether the sower, whether this farmer was nervous about sowing the seeds. Was he nervous about throwing these seeds, sowing these seeds on the rocky ground, on the path and the thorns, because people might say, what, who is this guy? What is he doing? He's a terrible farmer. And maybe for us, as we begin to grow in our faith internally, and we get a little nervous about sowing this seed and putting it out there because we are nervous about the same thing, and we're anxious about what others might say about us, there might be people, Christians, who would say, why are you sowing seed there? That, that's a terrible place to sow seed. No one is going to listen to this. Or you might hear from others who are like, who are you to be sowing seeds? Who are you to be sharing the gospel. I mean, haven't you read the studies that Christianity is in big decline, that no one goes to church anymore? Why would you even bother? Bother. We may hear these from both sides, and believe me, we have here at the church and in my own life. But let us celebrate this sower who ignored the naysayers and decided that anywhere is a place for God's seed to be planted. Maybe this week we ask and pray for the courage to be high-risk sowers. One of the things that we do at at Urban Village is to put flyers up uh, around neighborhoods. And when we've done this in the past, there's a part of me that thinks, does this even work? Especially when you go into a coffee shop in the city and there are at least 50 different flyers, all competing for your eyeballs. And so we put them up there and I think, I'm not even sure if this is worth it. Or at times we've tried to be creative and we have put 
flyers up on telephone poles in the city. And this happened a couple of years ago. We got a phone call from the, the city's Office of Streets and Sanitation threatening us with fines if we continue to do that. So sometimes I wonder, is it worth our resources to put these flyers up around town? But then every once in a while we hear stories. So I want to mention one person. His name is Paul. Paul is a person who several years ago was living in the Wicker Park neighborhood. And when you put flyers up, sometimes a few will end up in the trash or on the ground or ignored. But even a flyer on the ground can communicate hope and promise. And so there was one day Paul was walking around the Wicker Park neighborhood and he noticed one of these sad little flyers that we had put up about Urban Village. He had noticed one of these sad little flyers on the ground. He had been thinking a lot about his faith, wondering where God was leading him. He was wrestling with his vocation, what God was calling him to do. And he noticed this flyer on the ground. And so he picked it up and something about this flyer spoke to him. This flyer said something about loving Democrats and Republicans. This flyer said something about loving gay people and straight people. This flyer said something about loving people with tattoos and people who wore suits. So he and his family came to check out the church we had started, the site, the new site we had started in the Wicker Park neighborhood. They started coming when we had worship on Sunday nights, and we were worshiping in an old Lutheran church. And the numbers at this site initially were pretty good, but then started to decline. But Paul and his family stuck with it. Even when the numbers started dwindling and worshipers moved, we had to move the service down to the basement because the sanctuary was just too big. Paul and his family stayed faithful when it moved to a different location and started to grow. And then he also paid attention when sensing a call to ministry and going to seminary. And so today, Paul is an ordained pastor. He's planted a church out in Washington State. He's come back to Chicago, and now he's currently an interim pastor on staff here at Urban Village. And all of this came about because somebody decided, I'm going to sow this seed and put it up, this flyer up on a bulletin board. Someone didn't like it, threw it on the ground, and that little flyer probably had footprints on it, might have been torn. Talk about seed falling on rocky soil. But Paul saw it, and it spoke to him, and he decided to act on it. Friends, we never know what is going to happen with these seeds. These stories like Paul's are great, but there are also so many flyers that we've put out there, and zero happens. There's so many times I have issued invitations to people, meager, imperfect invitations, and it falls on deaf ears. That's going to happen. But today I want to honor not the quote-unquote successful stories, but instead I also want to honor those who have put flyers up and nothing happens at all. Because that, to me, says something about that person's faith life, that they have beginning to think about how can I grow internally, and I realize the difference that God makes in my life. And then I've decided to put an invitation out there, either by inviting someone to worship or by putting something on my Facebook page, kind of clarifying and letting the world know that I am a Christian, by putting flyers up, by 
handing things out on the street corner, whatever the different things that we've done at Urban Village, I don't want to focus on the results. I mean, sometimes God can do amazing things. God can, as in the text says, can can grow something so that it's 30-fold or 100-fold or 60-fold. These are the stories that we want to tell, but I also want to tell the story of the faithfulness of the person who goes out there and just sows the seeds. And that's our call. It is not our job to create the growth. That's God's job. Our job is to sow the seeds. And I pray and hope that you will continue to build up your own internal lives so that your life becomes transformed and you know and are convicted, I need to do everything I can to make sure others have this experience that I have too. Be a high-risk sower this week as you gather around the Thanksgiving table. See what God can do when you have the courage to put it out there. Amen. Well, friends, thank you for listening to this sermon podcast. I'm going to make, we're in the season at Urban Village of pledging, and so I'm going to make this um, call for the next few times that I do this. If you get anything at all from this podcast, I hope you will go to urbanvillagechurch.org slash give and either make a one-time gift or if you feel like pledging something for 2020. And I know for those who listen to this podcast and maybe don't have a church, really, a dollar a month, five dollars a month, anything is great and uh, would make me so happy. Those little seeds that you put out there can really do a lot of really good things. So I'll put that on the Podbean page uh, and you can click on that too. I am going to be off next week. One of our interns is going to be preaching at the site that I'm located at, but I'll be back the weekend uh, of December 8th uh, for a new sermon series as we head into the Advent season. So friends, I hope you have a blessed Thanksgiving this week and may the peace of Christ be with you.